0: dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits.
1: Oh, man. I just adjusted my bra right before we did this. We? It's me and Blaze. I guess that's a we. It's mainly me. But I just went to adjust my bra. Whoa, bro. He's up here. Did you want to say something to the people? He's just sniffing it. Hi. Did you want to say something? This is your time. I won't tell anyone if you speak English. No? Okay. That's fine. We tried. Anyway, right before I started recording this, I adjusted my bra and my hair, you know, as one does. And as I adjusted my bra, a little crumb from lunch fell to the floor. A humbling experience. Very, very humbling. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Rachel Ballinger, and welcome to Rachel Uncensored, the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me, Rachel. I'm the one whose name is in the title of this podcast. How are you guys doing? I've missed you all. It's been a week because this is weekly, and I have decided that every other week is a solo where I just answer questions or respond to your guys' Instagram responses. And then the other weeks, the ones in between these, are guests. I think I'm going to have Joy on next. I just had JoJo. I had Joy, then JoJo, then my mom. And my girlfriend, Abby, wants to do one with my mom. And then I think Joy's going to do another one with me soon. Oh, God. Uh, My friend, Allie's, my friends. Oh, God. I really shouldn't have a podcast, mainly because, like, I don't know how to speak very well. Like, my English isn't the best. Words are hard. Uh, My friends, Allie and Holland, are coming into town and hanging out with us, staying with us, actually. And I think Allie will do another episode of my podcast. I hit up my friend Becca Moore recently. She's down to do another one soon. I'm trying to entertain you, and I hope that it is working. But today, what the agenda is for today, because I'm solo, I like these every once in a while, just you and me, is I asked the internet, I asked Instagram to ask me anything i'd said ama for rachel uncensored and then some people said what's an ama i thought that was just like a normal internet term ama ask me anything wasn't there a site an anonymous site that was like that that was named that anyway ama means ask me anything it's a little abbreviation a little abreeves if you will and some people answered some didn't i noticed that not everyone who viewed it gave me a question a little rude. I asked I asked you a favor and you didn't respond. That we aren't friends anymore. How dare you? How dare you? All right, y'all. Let's get into this business. Allie Thornock asked, "What do you think will happen after you die? Are you saying like here on earth or to my soul?" Here on earth, I assume some will cry and there's going to be some random relative that demands part of my money or estate, do I have an estate? I own a home, is that an estate? I don't know. There will be tears shed, panic among the masses, sorrow burring within people's souls. But after like my soul, oh God, you're going to send me into an existential crisis. I don't know. I something The thing is, I believe something happens. I don't believe it just goes static nothing something has to happen i have no idea what i have heard a lot of hypothesis a lot of theories a lot of assumptions people speaking as fact i've heard a lot of it and some of it seems far fetched well actually it's all far fetched because we have no idea but some of it sounds nice and some of it sounds terrifying i don't know if there's if it hap if uh, when i die once I figure it out, I will try my darndest to get back to you guys on what happens. Um, I assume I'll go before a lot of you, but I don't. I, I don't want to think about it. I just want to think about my time here, because what's the point of stressing about it? Because I can't control it. This is me learning to let go of control. That is what we're trying to work on in therapy. Great. Then someone asked the... And a netter. A netter. I'm not going to say your guys' usernames. You know I can't pronounce them. Words are hard. How do you decide what parts of your life to share and keep to yourself? So I share a lot of my life online. You guys know me. Uh, when, I, when the camera's on, I definitely have a more energetic vibe than I normally do. I, I have this energetic vibe sometimes, but I'm keeping up the entertainment for you. So I'm definitely a little more energetic when the camera's on, but when the camera's off, I'm pretty much the same person. I crack the same jokes. I'm just as, actually, I think I'm a little more sarcastic when the camera's off, but there's definitely a lot of my life that I don't share. And I think I decided if it involves another person, i.e. my girlfriend or my friends, they decide what they are comfortable sharing For a long while, for for the first little while I was dating Abby, no one knew she existed. And then I told her, she was very excited about the internet. And I told her like, hey, just, uh, you don't understand, you've never done it. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely has some awesome moments, um, but it definitely has some terrible moments. I was like, so let's ease you in. And once we started doing that, she was like, oh yes, this is the way to do it, where I didn't tell people she existed, and then I let people know of her existence, but didn't show her face or her name. And then it got too annoying to blur her face and everything. And I was like, okay, how do you want to deal with this? And she goes, I'm ready for the internet to see my face. I, th- I think I'm ready for that. She had seen what you guys had said about her without ever actually seeing her. I got to explain who she was a little bit. And so I started showing her face, but I didn't say her name. And we did that, for about a year and almost a half, year and a half, because that's her identity. And that was hers to keep because the second you give the internet something, they feel they have the right to own it and to own more of it. So when I showed her face, when I was like, oh, I have a girlfriend, people demanded to see her face. When I showed her her face, the people demanded to know her name. When I showed her, gave her her name, they demanded to know, Everything about her dog, where she grew up, what her favorite things are, what she does for work. They want to know. A lot of it's just curiosity because it's part of me, but a lot of it's people just think that they have the right, which is fine. I get it. I'm not mad about this. I'm just aware of this is what, this is what the internet does. So when we were going to go to Europe is when she decided, she looked at me and she was, I think I want to be more than girlfriend. I think I want people to know my name, especially since we're going to vlog daily in Europe. I was like, okay, that's fine. Totally for it. And... Then she started to, to truly understand the internet and people would just make, a, people make assumptions about people, uh, whether it's right or wrong. And then they go from that. And then if you do anything against their assumption, they get upset because they've built you up to be a certain person. And if you do anything to the contrary, they get mad, even though you've never done anything wrong. You're just like, oh no, I, I hate popsicles in their head. They're like, what? I thought you would have loved popsicles. Oh, I don't know you. And you're like, what the, why are What the fuck? This is weird. So, she, well, she finally got to experience the internet. She realized why I keep things a lot of things secret and I'll, when it has to do with someone else it's to protect them cuz she's woken up to hate for no reason and that's like no one deserves that. I I wake up to hate but I just don't look at it or I just block the person I'm like whatever and I move on with my day, but it takes a lot to get there. I've been doing this a very long time. So it takes a lot to build up that thick skin. And then my friends they don't even realize that I don't, I don't really say my friends' last names. I don't really talk about their occupations, and that's for their privacy and because that's their life. If they were like, hey, they come up to me like, I want be. I want the Internet to know everything about me. I'd be like, okay, that's your decision. I would start sharing more. Um, and then I have had some friends. I have a few friends, actually. They're like, I just don't want to be on the Internet. I don't really want to be known. I'm like, cool, bet. So that's when it has to do with someone else. I let it be their decision and it never offends me. I've had a friend that goes, Hey, I just started a new job. I really like to pull back being in front of the camera, um, as like a main person, just cause I want to make sure I'm always seeming, seeming professional. It's like, of course I am not offended. I have the weirdest job and I get that. Now with me personally, I share what I'm willing to be criticized on. The internet is full of love and support, of course, but it also is full of people with opinions and criticisms. And it's a lot easier for people to criticize and give you their opinion and tear you down when they're behind a screen. So I only share what I'm either very strong in, in that if you fight me on it, I really don't give a fuck. I know what I believe, and that's fine. And that's usually with politics. And then. Which is personal stuff. It's like stuff I'm fine if someone criticizes me. Like if I show my working out, I know someone's going to critique my workout. If I show what I eat, I know people are going to critique what I eat. And I'm okay with that. And sometimes it can be very helpful. And I know if I talk about something, people will then talk about it amongst themselves. So anything I share is something I am willing to have be a conversation. If I don't want it to be a conversation, I I won't talk about it. If I want it to not be soured by the internet, I won't talk about it. Again, a lot of it, I share a lot of my life. A lot of my life is online and that's what I'm willing to be critiqued. And you guys have seen me grow. Oh my God, am I a different person than I am in my early thirties. I started this when I was in my early twenties. I've been doing this almost, it's been over 11 years. I have grown and changed. And a lot of that, is because I have shared a lot of myself online and people have critiqued it. And I've had to learn, I went from watching what I say to that being how I speak. Like I I speak, w- your thoughts becomes your words, your words become your actions. So I reversed it where I don't, I'm like, oh, I can't say that online anymore. So I don't say it in my personal life. And then I stop thinking it. And then and that's how I just start believing. So I'm willing f- for me as a human to be critiqued, but not all the little aspects of my life. But Abby's and my relationship is the biggest thing that I have to be very careful what I choose. We chose to not say our anniversary the, for the first couple of years because we wanted it to be ours. Again, once you share it with the internet, it becomes theirs, which isn't a bad thing. I don't want anyone to think I'm saying that this is a bad thing. This is just how it is. My birthday is, it, it's like <laughs> kind of like our birthday now. It's not a day that I could just act like it doesn't exist. Uh, Because it exists on the internet now, so it's it's everyone's. Everyone knows about it. So I just decide that if I'll share it, if I'm willing to let go of ownership, and if I'm willing for it to be a conversation amongst other people, and which is a lot. I'm I'm again I'm very much me. I'm just a little bit more energetic online sometimes, but that's pretty much it. That's me being that's me entertaining right. And again, I've I've grown a lot, and I've had my my ass handed to me because parts of me or what I've done or whatever wasn't right. And oh my God, have I grown from that? So I'm glad I've been able to put my life online. Cause there's a lot of people I know whose lives aren't online and no one's checking them. They work with people that don't give a fuck. And so they aren't really growing as people because they're like, why the f-? whatever. Well, I can say whatever I want. No one's going to get mad at me. And I'm like, well, well, but you're offending people. And then I'm, I realize like, I'm kind of lucky in where I have an audience to be like, hey that's not right. I'm like, oh shit, you're right. Okay. And a lot of people don't actually have that. So it's weird. That was a long-winded rant. (laughs) Moving on. Actually, before we move on, let's check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor, sponsor. Ah! ZocDoc. ZocDoc is our sponsor for today. If you've lived life at all, you know that sometimes you just have to compromise, especially when you're dealing with finances or other people in your life. It's just inevitable. But when it comes to your health, there should be no compromising. So don't go to those doctors that don't listen to you or take slightly sketchy insurance Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book appointments with doctors who you feel comfortable with that listen to you and prioritize your health. You can search by location, availability and insurance. There is no compromising with ZocDoc. You have more options than you're even aware of. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. If you want to try it out, I highly suggest it. Go to ZocDoc.com Rachel and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Zio com slash Rachel zocdoc.com slash Rachel
0: contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague ridden world that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children the heresies of Radolf burntwine Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
1: And we're back. All right. Most and least favorite parts of your career. There are a lot of amazing benefits. If you do this job well, you can make a lot of money from it. You can also set your own schedule. You can cater it to things that you like. I've been trying to more change my TikTok to doing house projects and woodworking projects because that is what I truly enjoy. Um, I enjoy just talking, which is why I have a podcast. So I have full creative control. I make my own schedule. I can make really good money. You kind of have a built-in support system, which is great, but there are downsides, such as you have a built-in audience that hates you and wants you to fail. It's really weird that there's a group of people out there that's waiting for you to trip up and say something wrong or do something wrong and sometimes makes shit up to seem like you've done something wrong. So that's, that's not fun. But again, you build thick skin and you just deal with it because the love always outweighs the negative and the hate. Um, another thing is if you don't work, you don't get paid. And I thought it seems like normal, but like, if you call in sick, you get, you like a lot of jobs, get vacation time and paid leave or personal days off or whatever. Or if, You know, you're like, ah, shit. And you have like, like, I really am not feeling it today. And you have a coworker pick up your slack. It's in this job, it's all you, which is great because you have full creative control. But also that's annoying because you are always having to be creative. There isn't anyone else to lean on unless you hire someone. Like I had Emily that helped me a lot for a while. But even having an assistant or an editor has its pros and cons. And also you have to have extreme self-discipline to do this. You have to set your schedule because with this job, it's consistency. You have to constantly pumping out content or else you'll fall off. I stopped posting on Instagram and TikTok for a while. I was doing really well. And then I stopped posting. And when I tried again, while well, I am trying again, I'm not getting the same uh, views or clicks or likes, which is fine. I'm not complaining about it. I know it's because I stopped. So the, I got thrown out the algorithm. That's totally fine. I have to work my way back up. So this job, it's constant. You have to constantly be working. You have to constantly be creative. You have to be willing that everything you put out is going to be critiqued and talked about and put under a microscope. But I, for me, the pros obviously outweigh the cons. I love it. It's, I could never do a normal nine to five. This job allows me to be who I am. It allows me to grow. It's, a, it's taught me so much. I absolutely love it but it definitely takes a certain type of person. You have to be driven. You have to have self-discipline. You have to be okay if you fail because if you fail, okay, you get up and you keep working the next day. You don't get to be like, shit, that didn't work. And then take time off. You have to keep fucking going whether it works or not. And it's just nonstop. Uh, I like that I can backlog stuff. So if I want to take a vacation, I just do double time for a few weeks before. But even then when I'm on vacation, I still have to be taking pictures. I still have to be vlogging. It's, but those things are a little easier. It's a lot. You have to be willing to take risks, but if you do it right, the reward is phenomenal. And I absolutely love it. And I, that built-in support system, that's just like always rooting for me. And I don't know what I did to deserve it. I would, I would ever, I would have a hard time giving that up if I like switched jobs or retired or something. (sighs) <sighs> all right. Someone asked, what do you miss most about Emily? That that girl would always, always match my energy. Emily worked for me for a little over a year. It it was awesome. She just decided to move, which was the right move for her and take that leap and be her own boss. And obviously I miss having someone do half my workload for me. Like she did all my editing of my main channel, my podcast, and I just did my vlogs. I, I, I miss that. That work factor, but the friend factor, having her be physically here, I could just have any thought, any energy, anything, and I could just walk in this door and be like, hey, and I just start going, and she's boom, right there with me. If I'm angry, she'll be angry with me. If I'm happy, she'll be happy. If I'm like, I need to run around in circles, she's like, bet. She gets up and run around in circles. If I'm in a funk, she'd call me out. So it was really nice to have someone constantly match that energy. It, that it's that ADHD energy. And also she was always bursting to move because she was editing all day and that drains the shit out of you. But I definitely miss having just just someone I could just throw any emotion at and she would catch it and, and, and meet me in the middle with it. So that is definitely something I miss. If you miss Emily as well, she has her own YouTube channel that she's been posting vlogs, follow her on Instagram and Snapchat not Snapchat. That's just my constant. My words, do they just fall out of my mouth? Like I have like a script I've written in my head of what you can go check out. That's mine. Instagram and TikTok, but mainly she has her blog channel. Um, And I know she's been wanting to start a podcast for a while. It just hasn't been the right time because it's a lot of work. It seems like, oh, you just sit down and talk. You always have to have something to talk about, which can get difficult. All right. Um, Then someone asked, did you know JoJo was moving? How do you feel about it? I am So happy for her. Um, I don't know if you followed her on Snapchat, but she's moved for a bit. And I'm really excited for her. She she hasn't been able to experience a lot of normalcies because of her job. She fucking loves her job. She loves it so much. She wouldn't change it for anything. But for example, one time her, Colleen, and I were hanging out at Colleen's old house that used to be near a, a grocery store. And Clinton was like, I got to go get something. Let's just go walk. I don't want to drive. I was like, okay, cool. So the three of us walked to the grocery store and JoJo was like wide-eyed the whole time. And we get in the grocery store. I'm like, what is your, why are you so excited? She's like, I've never just like walked to a store before. I've never been able to. Uh, <laughs> we're like, what the fuck? She never got to experience those like normal things. Because yes, she gets to experience things some people, most people will never get to experience. But a lot of just things I think that we take for granted, just like freedom to be a normal human, uh, she hasn't gotten to experience a lot of stuff. She'll never experience high school or college or anything like that. So for her to live in an apartment by herself in a new state, that is so exciting for her. I, she told me about it. It was very spur of the moment, I believe. I don't know how much she's told you guys yet. But yeah, she told, she called me and was like, this is happening. I was like, bet, get it. And... Uh, we tried to meet up before she left, but of course I was in Mammoth and she was really busy. So it didn't get to happen, but I'll see you in a couple months, I believe. And I'm stoked for her. That girl gets to see what it's like to live on her own. Um, she's 20 and it's about time. It's about time. But yeah, so I knew about right when she found out, which wasn't long ago. And I'm happy for her. I'll miss her for a few months, but I'll see her soon. What is the best and worst feature of each of your animals? Uh, We'll just do the dogs. We all know my cat drama, but we'll just do dogs. Uh, Blaze, biggest cuddle buddy. That's his best feature. He is a cuddler. He is so good at being lazy and cuddling you and just sitting by you. I absolutely love that. I've always wanted a dog that's just like a fucking couch potato. Who just is always ready to just lay their head on you or put their butt on you and fart. I don't like that fart, but I know it's, it's, it's a love. Like he's behind me right now, just sleeping. I've always wanted a dog like this. His worst part is he can be a little selective with other dogs. Um, and his prey drive with cats is annoying. Uh, he's also an escape artist, so fuck him. But then, <laughs> and, uh, Snoop, his, my favorite feature of him is he wants to please me so badly. He follows me around. He does what I, he can be off leash. He's, he wants to do what I want. He just has a really hard time sometimes of figuring that out. And I think that's, it's, it's my fault because I haven't taught him correctly in his language, what exactly I want. Um, his, his, another worst feature is sometimes he can be a little dog selective. It takes him a while to get used to it. So dog can't just run up to him. I can't just take him to a park. It takes a little bit of an introduction and then he's fine. But, but that's, that's both of my dogs. Their best friends are Jeter, Louie, and Suka, Joy's dogs. My best friend Joy, her dogs. And it's because we've had the, cor- the correct introductions and stuff. And Snoop's really good. He's getting used to the cat. But yeah, he's just, he wants to please me so bad. I love, him. oh, but also his worst part is just, he's also just allergy boy. He's allergy boy. He's got all the allergies. feel bad for him, you know? And then little dog, um... She's the best fucking peer and pooper. You could take her anywhere and say, go potties. And she's like, okay. And she goes, or like, go piddles. She's like, all right, no matter where we are. And she will hold it. If we are somewhere, like we're in a hotel, she, that's what makes her so good at traveling because she will not go on a plane in an airport, wherever, until we say go. And then she's like, okay, bet. I will go here. I know that's a random thing, but it's, it makes her break a dog when traveling. Um, her worst feature, she licks. It's an anxiety thing where, she, and it's it. Joyce taught me it's self soothing, I believe, because she'll just sit there in bed with us at night and just licks absolutely nothing. She just sits there and licks and licks the air and just licks. And I'm like, okay, you need to stop. I think that's the most annoying thing about her. And then, oh miso biso, my little miso. She best. Feature, oh my god, everything. I love it. She oh no, she does this one thing. She's a really good dog. She when she does the thing that I love when dogs do. I don't, I didn't teach it to her. I don't know how she figured it out. But when you come home and they have real big feelings, they'll just grab a sock or a stuffed animal or they'll just they have to just hold something in their mouth. I think it's the cutest trait a dog can have because they're just they have such big feelings and they don't know what to do with it. Cause we're we're trying to teach her when we walk in, don't jump, don't get super excited. And so she just gets a toy and she just brings you her toy. And no matter where it was, sometimes she'll bring you a sock, just any, anything she can grab. Sometimes she just, she'll grab my pant and just, or my shirt and just walk me around like, okay. That's the cutest. Uh, worst trait about her, she's still not fully potty trained. So that's that. Those are the dogs. Oh, every, every dog has its own personality. And I, I love that. They all have their pros and their cons. My boys don't travel well. They're a little, they need the correct introduction with other animals. And then the girls are super easy to travel with. They're a little, they're both picky about their food. And then they just have little, oh, my girlfriend's calling me. Hold on. Baby. Okay. I'm in the middle of recording. Can you play with her for a bit? Okay, cool. Love you. Bye. Miss Joy is at my house. So um, don't worry, I'm not going to cut this short because Joy's here. I'm still going to record. All right, someone asked me this, and I cannot figure out my answer. What instrument would you play if you could perfect it overnight? Here's the thing. My first thought was piano, and that is because, well, one, anything can be played on a piano. But two, there's always, not, there's not always, but like, there's usually pianos at people's houses or out in public or whatever, I feel like there's a piano. It's it's like Latin, the root of all languages. Piano is like the starter of all instruments. So if I could master piano overnight, I think I could start learning other instruments. But also I think that's anything can be played on piano. But I've always, always since I was a kid, wanted to play the drums. I have no I, I cannot figure out rhythm. So I don't so it I the only way I could actually master it is if it was magically mastered overnight. But the thing about learning drums, no one's got a drum set laying around for you to use. I mean, I would look fucking badass. I would look hot as fuck playing the drums. And then I was also like, well, there's guitar. But I feel like everyone knows guitar. Everyone knows piano. But I'm like, eh, I don't need to sit around a campfire strumming along. I So I'm between piano and drums. But because drums aren't readily available, I would look really good playing drums, though. I look like I would play drums in my head. Not probably to you, but in my head I look like I would play drums. I'm stuck between drums or piano. I think piano is more logical. It makes more sense. But I am struggling with the answer y'all. Um, let me know your answer below. Cuz right, it's it's between those three. Guitar, drums or piano. I think piano is the most logical one. All right. Uh I have to check to see if we have another sponsor because I need to change my battery. So, ready? sponsor, sponsor. Ah. And we're back. All right. We got another like 15 minutes of questions. The Jimstone Haven. I don't know why I'm saying screen names again. Are they called screen names? They're user handles, right? Sorry. Just watched you asking your mom if she had any big goals. What are your new big goals? I asked my mom on my last podcast, if you missed it, I said, you, I, well, one, I want to start it with hold on. I didn't preface it when I was recording with her. I was limited on time because I didn't have an extra battery for my camera. But I have noticed with a lot of people, even if they're in their 40s, even if they're in their 30s, they're like, my life is over. Everyone thinks you have to do everything in your 20s. And then after that, it's over. And then some people realize they're like, oh yeah, my 30s, my 40s. But once they hit like 45 or 50, they're like, it's over. I am what I am. This is it. And they just like wait out the rest of their life. Stop that. Stop it. So what I tried to get my mom to realize, my mom's in her 60s, and I was like, how much have I done in my lifetime? She's like, a lot. I was like, right, for 15, I'm 32, for half of that, I was a kid that really just didn't do anything. So, but she has my entire lifetime left. She has so much time left, and I wanted her, I'm like scared that my parents are just gonna just not do anything, because I have seen that the key to staying healthy and young is to live as if you're healthy and young, go out, move, do things, pick up new hobbies, live life still. I, I have seen that as people that get older, they stop living life. And that, that significantly decreases the, va- the, not the value of their life. What am I talking about? The, what's the word, the quality of their life. So I wanted my mom to think of dreams, be like, I have Rachel's entire lifetime left. And so I wanted her to realize there's so much time left in life for her. She has my whole life left. My whole up until this point left. And so I wanted her to think about things she could achieve and do. I don't want her to ever stop. I want her to be as, around as long as possible, being healthy and active and happy. So I was like, what can you do? What are your big dreams? Of course she just hasn't had any. I don't think I got through to her. I don't think I phrased it right. But for me, I have so much of my life left. I have I could have two or three more of my lives again. So for me right now, my current goals are to get my app flip up and running. I really want to do that. I've been looking into real estate stuff. I don't want to buy single family homes and be a slum lord. Uh, that's, that's not my goal, but owning like apartment complexes because I know I would be a good landlord because I, I take pride in what I do, especially my work. So I've, I've been thinking about that. I want to dip my toe into real estate and do it right not take anything from like, I wouldn't buy anything in Hawaii or anything like that, but I want to do something along the lines of that. And then I want to, yeah, I want to get my my app up and running. I want to dip my toe into real estate, but do it as correctly as possible. That is something I've always been interested in. I've thought about flipping homes for a while, but I don't really want to do that. And I was like, well, I could flip apartment complexes, but then also rent them out. So people have a nicer place to live, but I wouldn't fucking gouge rent because I hate that shit so much. I'd run it right. Oh God. I just want to keep traveling. I want to explore as much. I want to constantly be learning and growing. I'd love looking back and being like, man, you could have, I would have never believed you if you told me three years ago that this would be my life right now. I want to always be saying that I want to always be just doing bigger and better and happier things. So that's, that's my goal. But career wise, it's flip and real estate, <sighs> flip the app, not flipping real estate. And then personally, like, I, I need to learn another language. I, I just need to, and I need to not be embarrassed by it because I think I sound dumb. I think everyone thinks they sound dumb, but oh my God, people that can that English isn't their first language and they're, bro- they're speaking, I can't even speak it, and they're speaking broken English to me, I never have the thought to make fun of them. I'm like in awe of the fact that they're fucking speaking English and they weren't raised to speak that. Oh my God. So I really want to, I should... Learn another language and attempt instruments because those are two things that scare me and I want to overcome that. Yeah, those are that. Thank you for asking me about my dreams, hopes, goals, and aspirations in life. Current favorite television shows. Well, this isn't a new show, but Gilmore Girls. I tried watching in high school and I hated it. And then Abby was like, hey, I would love to watch Gilmore Girls with you. It's one of my favorite shows. I was like, I hate it. She's like, I want to watch Gilmore Girls with you. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. I'm obsessed with it. Fuck it up. I love that show. I I itch to watch it. I'm obs- I, I'm addicted to watching it. And th- praise baby Jesus that there are so many seasons. Heck yeah. Oh, what are qualities you hate in other people? I'll probably be a hypocrite saying some of this, but stubbornness, disloyalty, lying, chewing with their mouth open. Um I don't care if people are flaky. I don't care if people are emotionally bottled up. Um you don't have to really be that entertaining, uh, lazy people, people who keep repeating the same fucking bullshit and expecting different results. Woe is me. People are really fucking annoying. Like they're ones that are always playing victim. Like well, I get it. You're allowed to complain, but not everything is everyone else's fault. You got to take ownership of your shit every once in a while. Yeah. Those are just some. That's just some of them. Yeah. How do you make money off ads? Is it us watching the whole video through and not skipping ads? A lot of people have asked me this because it's not explained very well. Why would you guys know? Why would YouTube tell you? So, uh, with podcasts, I get when I read the ad or the ad appears in my my podcast, I get money for that, regardless of if you listen to it or not. It's just it being in the podcast. If you use my promo codes or click the links. They'll see that that I'm actually like getting my audience to engage with them, and then they'll re-sign with me. Now on YouTube, so always click the links and use my promo codes. Um, But with YouTube, it is it's the ads you see before after. There's a spider. I tried to kill it and I couldn't. All right, you won this time, Mother Nature. She wins every time. Don't try and go up against her. She will always win. Anyway, so with YouTube, how we get paid with the ads on YouTube? (sighs) There are ads before in the middle and after videos. We get paid for every time you see one of those ads and then we get paid more if you watch them. And then I believe we get paid even more if you click on them. But if you watch an ad all the way through, we definitely get, it's like two cents more. Please don't sit through ads. Just open my video. If you see it, hit skip when the skip comes up. I get paid. I get paid for you just seeing it. Uh, but if yes, You get paid a little bit more if you watch it all the way through. And then with YouTube, I don't know what they call it now, Red Premium, where you don't get any ads, your money basically that you pay monthly gets spread among the YouTubers you watch. So if you watch somebody 90% of the time and someone else 10% of the time, that one person gets 90% and the other person gets 10. YouTube takes a huge chunk of it. So we don't get paid as much if you have YouTube Red. Or YouTube Premium. I don't know what they call it now. The way we make the most money is if you click on the ads, I believe, or watch them all the way through, but you don't need to do that. You really don't. That's asking a lot because some of those ads are long as fuck. But yeah, there you go. I hope that answered you. And then we don't, I don't believe anyone's getting paid on Instagram and TikTok. It's just watch it, like it, keep scrolling. You don't have to do anything on TikTok. It's just if you're engaging with the account, they'll get paid for the views and they get paid more if the account is getting more engagement and also bigger, better channels. I forgot about this. Bigger, better channels get a better pay per view. So I think it's called a CPM. Um, A newer channel will have a very low one because YouTube gives them the shit ads. They'll give them the really low paying ads. So they'll make it like one cent a view. And then someone that's huge, like Mr. Beast or whatever, is going to get, I'm just making these up. These, these numbers up. So the one cent per view is a fake number, but I'm just making it up for you so that you understand. So like a new YouTuber, maybe one cent per view on an ad. Mr. Beast might be making like 90 cents per view on an ad because they give him the better ads. They give him the more higher paying ads because he's a more of established channel. He's got more engagement and those ads are more likely to be clicked on because he gets more views. That's the same thing that happens with TikTok and then Instagram. I don't think they're paying anyone right now. They've tried a couple different beta things. They do a lot of like do lives and people can send you gifts. That's how you can make money on Instagram, which that works for some people. Um, everyone's just trying to make a buck out here. Everyone's just trying to survive. So that's how money happens on the internet. And then there's brand deals. If you see someone say hashtag ad or partner or sponsored by or whatever, that company is paying them directly to promote the thing. All right, just a couple more questions here. Do you think Abby will start her own YouTube channel? Nope. She has definitely, she she romanticized the internet and then she saw how the internet works behind the scenes and she was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm down to just support you and love what you do. But she definitely saw the scary part of it and was like, I don't have thick enough skin for that. (laughs) Telling you, it takes a certain type of person. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm not saying I'm, amazing or anything. I just have that type of personality that can handle it. Would you ever get another assistant especially with how much people liked Emily? Um no. Maybe. And you know, I don't want to knock it. I want to say never. Right now I don't think I want one. I want to do it by myself. I definitely realized when Emily left that I was kind of I felt very distant from the people viewing my stuff and I don't I didn't like that. So I I like that I'm a little more engaged now. I'm reading more comments. I'm actually like, I feel like I'm actually talking to you guys again. Um, it's really nice to have an assistant, but like maybe when Flip takes off, I'll have an assistant for that. But YouTube stuff, it makes it a lot easier to be like fully hands-on in the trenches. I can I can see what you guys really like and what you're saying. Yeah, like being more involved. So I not right now. I've thought about getting an editor for a podcast. But even that, I'm like, I can do it. All right. I think that's it. That is. All the questions I have screenshotted. Make sure you're checking out my Instagram. I ask questions on there or ask for your questions on there for this podcast. I had a podcast Instagram and just, that's too much work. I'm trying to condense. I'm trying to cut out what I don't need and really focus on what I have left so that I give you guys more quality content. I feel like that's what you deserve. But that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Follow my Instagram. It's Baller. Uh follow my Snapchat as well and my TikTok. I'm going to, you know, I'm just trying to do things here, trying to entertain you. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh maybe we can do and ask me anything every few months. So, if you got questions, keep them saved. Keep them in your back pocket, please. Oh wait, hold on. Someone said something to me. Shit, did I delete it? Oh, someone asked me this. This is what sparked me. Oh shit, take it back. We're not done yet. Someone DM'd me and said, uh Rachel Uncensored Idea, and I opened it, and they asked me a question. I'm going to read it. Oh, wait. Someone asked me, fuck, where'd it go? Someone asked me that they're, they're moving in with their girlfriend. They're a gay couple. I'm just remembering I screenshotted this, but I didn't see it in my screenshots. What the fuck? Oh, there it is. There it is. My girlfriend of a year and I are moving in together. Any advice? You and Abby are big role models to us. Okay. Well, don't look up to us. We're not perfect, but we are amazing. Um, thank you. I'm blushing. The, the, um, the, th- what am I saying? The words that I'm trying to say are the advice that my therapist gave us when we moved in together. It was make sure you both have your own spaces, whether that's a corner uh, Please stop cleaning your mouth. Thank you. A corner of the room, your own office, or if you can't have that, make sure you have your own time where you're like, okay, this is my time of day where I go on a walk by myself and you're both, you guys have it. And it's scheduled, and you're like, don't, don't try and like sway away from it because you might really need it one day. So when you're like, oh, it's time for our alone time, but you guys haven't done that for a very long time, then like the person's like, well, you're mad at me now. Always be open and be very understanding, but make time for yourself. It's very easy, especially in a lesbian. I don't know if you're a lesbian couple, but it, it's very easy to get wrapped up in the other person, and then you can lose yourself or feel suffocated. So make sure you give yourself space for just you. Maybe if you have a best friend or something, you have, you do dinner dates with them once every few weeks, you go on your walks, your own, your own personal walk once a week or every day, whatever you need, figure out what you need and express that. Don't be scared and make sure when you do express that, if you have a need, it's not the other person's fault. It's your thing. Be like, I just realized like, I'm not used to being in the same space as someone else. And I think I just need a walk. So when I come back to my walk, I'm like reset and like down to hang out with you and enjoy you. Um, it's just my way to unwind at the end of the day. And hopefully your partner's cool with that. But yeah, that's, that's my advice. And then let's read what the person had written me, different person that started me deciding to do it ask me anything. Okay. This person said, decided to be open to the idea of being bi gay and exploring things more. It came up in conversation with my mates, and I started thinking, it before I even realized how comfortable I felt speaking about it. I'm 26 and have only ever been in relationships with men. Would you feel comfortable doing an episode about how you went on about moving through all the stages into dating? I know from what you said with Abby, you got comfortable quickly, but I would love some gritty stuff about putting yourself out there. I have no idea. Totally cool if it's not something you're up for. You have been a part of me realizing something about myself I've known for a long time and have watched and ha- and having watched since you lived in your tiny apartment with living with your ex becoming your authentic self has made me realize it's something I want. I love you and Abby. Um, you guys have something beautiful and I hope it's something I can have one day too. So people have asked me this a lot. Like how did you accept that you were gay and how did you move into it? I think everyone has a very, very different story and a different way to deal with it all. I am so lucky that I'm, it's a pro and a con that I came out so late. um, Because by the time I came out, I was so comfortable in myself that I was just like, yeah, bet. I can like handle anything. Moving on to women from men was weirdly easy for me. Also, I was with a... I ended up being with a partner who was easy to do that with. Like very understanding. But I just had to be very aware of everything with myself. When it came to sexual things, I just... I go by the phrase, fake it till you make it. Don't fake your orgasms in bed, ladies. Never do that. (sighs) Or theys and thems. Make sure your partner knows what they're doing and that they are there to pleasure you. But I was just like, kind of mimicked what she did at first. And then I did what I know feels good on me. And it was easy to just vibe through that. Taking a couple shots sometimes before helps not saying alcohol is the answer, but it definitely loosens you up. If you have any sort of vice, <laughs> that vice can definitely help. But moving into women, I just realized I, I went in with like, you, you just fake it till you make it. Flirt and then just vibe with it. And that is so easier, so much easier said than done, but that's really what I did. I had, I have no magical answer. I was just kind of confident in myself. I had, don't, don't get me wrong. There were freak out moments. I was like, Oh, fuck, I'm about to kiss a girl for the first time. I pep talked to myself, you know, but I didn't let any fear stop me. And I always acted like I wasn't, well, I, tr- I tried to act like I wasn't nervous. I'm sure it showed, but I always tried to act like I wasn't nervous. And I just, I just didn't let anything stop me. <laughs> if someone says no, stop. But I wasn't going to let fear stop me. I wasn't going to let anxiety stop me. I just went for it as if I'd done it a million times. I was scared making my hinge profile, but that worked out great. And yeah, I really wish I had a magical solution for you. I love that you're figuring out who you are because once you do, it's such a great feeling. But just be confident in yourself. And if you have no confidence, fake it. Fake that you have confidence and then you'll slowly start building it because you'll see that when you fake it, you'll get a positive response. And then you just end up believing in yourself a little bit more. That's all I have to say. All right. That's it for real. I love you guys. And I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rachel Uncensored, the only place on the internet where you can find the uncensored version of me, Rachel Ballinger. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please like, subscribe, or follow, or do whatever this platform tells you to do so that you can get notified every time I post a new episode. Love ya.